This is America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. I just see a huge train wreck come down. On News Talk 1290. Join the conversation by calling 1-800-577-1290 or online at healthreformexplained.com. Once again, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the show. 402-342-1290 is the number or 800-577-1290. Like the America's Healthcare Challenge Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. While you're there, you should go over to the HKG Medicare Solutions page, right? Oh, Definitely. I would love to have you check that out. Is that uh, Facebook.com slash HKG Medicare Solutions? Yeah, exactly. And we're talking about Medicare this week with Holly. She, uh, she She's a, a Medicare expert and educator here in the heartland working with uh, senior citizens. And we're about halfway to the uh, open enrollment period. Everybody that turns 65 kind of can sign up around their birthday, but then there's an open enrollment period. Correct. Similar to health insurance on the individual market, right? Exactly. October 15th through December 7th. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to change your plan, your prescription drug plan. But there's also a time to disenroll okay. if for some reason you weren't happy with what you did or decided that you wanted to do something else. And that is January 1st through February 14th. Okay. The following months after the initial open enrollment. Okay. So can you, um, let's imagine somebody out there is listening and they're kind of uh, in that 63 to 64 year old range, what are some of the things that should be on their mind? And I know we touched on it a little bit, but can you? Um, I think there's a big learning curve to overcome. There's the alphabet soup. Some people call yes. it the A, B, C, and D. Exactly. Uh, can, can you kind of help people understand right. what that means? I think that what can be confusing is not only are there, you know, Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, Part C. There are also Medicare plans that are plan A, plan B, plan C. And so it gets very confusing. Initially, you know, they're going to need to know about what is Medicare Part A, what is Medicare Part B, you know, that little red, white, and blue card Mm -hmm. that you're going to get in the mail. Okay. The Medicare Part A, and just to be very general, is basically the hospital side of things. It covers inpatient hospitalization some skilled nursing, some home health care, and some hospice care. It doesn't usually have a, a typical premium. is usually $0 because there is enough money that the person has put into the system that when they turn 65, they are then given this benefit, the Medicare Part A. So then you go into, they okay. They get it automatically? They get yeah. it automatically, correct. If they've worked for 40 quarters or 10 years and put into the system, okay, then they automatically get Medicare Part A. Now, Medicare Part B comes in. Basically, it's the doctor's side of things, but I like to tell people it's basically everything else that's not the Part A. So it covers office visits, outpatient surgery, ER, urgent care, uh, radiology, labs, ambulance, but that has a monthly premium. And often that is based on the person's income. Mm. So it's going to differ for each person. I heard there's a penalty if people don't sign up right away. Correct. If you you get penalized if you do not sign up for a prescription drug plan. Okay. A lot of people think, you know what? I don't take any medicines. I'm not on prescriptions. I don't really need a prescription drug plan. However, you do have to sign up for a prescription drug plan when you are first eligible to. 
if you do not and then decide later on, oh, wait, I guess I do need this, you can be penalized for the months that you, I guess, quote, should have been on one, but we're not. Yeah. But how often do you think that happens? Or do you think people know that? I do not think people know that. I think that's a big point of... I do, and I feel I feel for these people that say, I had no idea. I didn't think I really needed to be on one. So, th- again, in comes the education, mm-hmm. just sitting down and saying yes, you know, to avoid those penalties. With a lot of people being on fixed income and, you know, different monetary situations changing mm-hmm. when they retire, right? the last thing they need to do is be paying a penalty on top of everything else and all the expenses that they're going to be incurring anyway do you think that okay so but but do you have you run into people that have got maybe been signed up and somebody didn't give them the total understanding and then they did get penalized and i don't know if i would say it was based on they weren't given the total understanding uh just that they weren't educated on it so i guess it can go back to that yes they should have been told when they got their supplement uh but like I said, it's just an education thing, and that's why I'm here. That's right, why right. we do what we do. Let's make it easy. Let's break it down. Let's go through the different steps and the different, you know, it's very confusing, but really if you just sit down and kind of go through the basic parts and make sure people have just even the basic understanding, it's amazing how much more clear everything becomes and less you know, overwhelming. Right, right. Um, do you do you think um, what, what about Part C? Part C. Part C is a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. So it includes coverage of Part A, coverage the Part B, but it also includes the prescription drug side of things. So it's going to cover the hospital, it's going to cover the doctors, but it also includes the you know the Part D, the prescription drug plan. So that, you know, confuses people a little bit as well, but it's not a Medicare supplement. It's a Medicare Advantage plan. So it's a a plan that's privately administered by? By the insurance companies, correct. Now, and it's considered, for the most part, you're going to have a more of a network of providers that you need to stay within. But it does not usually have a monthly premium, and if it does, it's a lower one. Okay. Okay. And then there's there's some advantages to it. I mean, there are some things on top of fringes. original. Yeah, exactly. A top of original Medicare that sometimes comes with an advantage plan. Often there might be a little bit of vision uh, help, a little bit of dental help, uh, you know, a little bit of hearing help. Not always, and and plans do differ. Uh, often people are able to get free gym membership at certain places. And that's just a perk. There's just some extra, you know, benefits on top of uh, their plan. Okay. Okay. All right. And then, and then part D is the, uh, what is the that? Prescription the prescription drug okay. side. And you talked a little bit about that. Yes. What are some other things that? Well, if basically, you know, it's an education and I always say, I don't want to tell a person, this is the right path for you per se. I feel like it's important to sit down educate them on the different paths that they can choose when it is time to get on Medicare and they need a supplement or an Advantage plan. Give them the information. Give them, you know, maybe the upsides and downs of joining a Medicare supplement 
or joining a Medicare Advantage plan. And, you know, let them make the decision. There is not a plan, in my opinion, that's right for everybody. We even have situations you might sit down with the husband and wife, and the wife is, you know, she is very confident she wants that Medicare Advantage plan. And the husband might be just as confident that he wants the supplement plan. And that's okay. Okay. Does it happen a lot? Like, house divided almost? (laughs) I think sometimes they start out like that, and often they might you know, go ahead and, and do the same one. But like I said, every situation is different, but I don't want people to feel that they're making the, quote, wrong decision because there are different situations that are better for, for other people. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other considerations somebody should should uh, talk about as they're going through this process? I think often people think that Medicare covers everything. Medicare is, you know, fantastic. It covers a lot, but there are things that Medicare in general just does not cover. Yes, there are some advantages in an advantage plan that maybe it might have a little bit of vision, dental, hearing kind of thing. But in general, Medicare does not cover dental, vision, hearing. It doesn't cover final expense. If someone has a Medicare Advantage plan, it's not going to cover the hospital copay. And also, a lot of people feel that this is covered, but custodial care is not covered. Custodial care may be in a nursing facility, assisted living, home care, adult daycare, the actual custodial part of it. So I think people often, they get a bill up on something and they think, well, I thought my Medicare was going to cover this. And it's important to understand too, that a supplement or an Advantage plan, they are made to fill in the gaps of Medicare. Mm. So if Medicare does not approve something, it's not going to come in and fill in the gap. It has to be something that's approved initially by Medicare. Hmm. I think another thing that people often get into trouble with from a financial standpoint, just because of an education, is a lot of people, I guess you could say, are being released from their hospitals quicker Hmm. and sicker. Right. I guess it's kind of a little phrase that is popular now. And so people need to realize that just because they are being released from the hospital and maybe sent to an extended care facility, Medicare isn't necessarily going to approve that stay. There's some hoops that one would kind of need to jump through to make sure that that is going to be covered. Right. What, what was that? We were talking about that earlier this week. Yes, we? exactly. Yeah, because I think, you know, people can be shocked by a bill that they receive that, wait, Medicare didn't cover that. I was in the hospital and they sent me. And often it definitely is. But in order for Medicare um, to pay for something, the person has to have Medicare Part A coverage. Mm -hmm. One that gets very confusing is the patient has to be receiving daily skilled care, not just daily custodial care. And there's a difference. Uh, Medicare approving the stay, it needs to be extended care facility necessary. Mm -hmm. And the facility has to be Medicare approved in itself. The situation has to have rehab potential. And this one right here gets a lot of people. There needs to be three days prior hospital stay. Mm. And so that can be hard because they need to be considered an inpatient, not just observation. Mm. Uh, The patient needs to be able to show improvement in capability, be in the extended care facility for the same reason they were in the hospital, 
And if they are released from the hospital and it's decided they need to enter into an extended care facility, it needs to be within 30 days. Okay. So those are just some hoops. And I would say to people, you know, how are you supposed to know that? You're in that situation. You just want to get better or you want your family member to get better. You have so many things on your plate at that moment. These really aren't something that you need to be overly, you know, worried about at that moment. So it's nice to have been educated on it beforehand. At least have ha, be, be aware of exactly. It. So, like, be aware at of least, it. Um, call and if you find yourself in that unfortunate situation, at least know that you got to know what you don't. If you don't know what you don't know, you're in for some trouble, right? Right. Exactly. And sometimes the more the more you do know, it can be overwhelming. Well, but at least paralysis by analysis. Yeah, isn't that the case? Yeah. Well, what, what, any uh, final thoughts or, or tips this week for the audience? I just think that basically. You know, there are, well, for example, like someone like me who can come in and sit down with you, even if you're, you know, a little bit away from actually getting on Medicare, sometimes starting earlier, just kind of starting to understand, you know, what it is I'm going to be knowing. And things do change rapidly in this market, but that's why I'm here. I can go over that with you and explain it. And let's just break it down and let's see what the different parts are. Let's see what are your worries Uh, that you want covered, you know, that type of thing. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And I would say we can kind of get you through that Medicare maze. It is a a maze. It's a maze. Well, we're grateful that you could come down and uh, share some of your thoughts and tips with the audience, Holly. We hope you can come back again sometime. I would love to. And I do want to say, I've heard you say some Iowa stuff here. And in my opinion, it would be a cyclone state. That's I, I knew I knew <laughs> I knew I was gonna get beat up if I didn't uh, didn't say I that. I couldn't so, let you get away with that know, one. <laughs> of course not. But I, I am a Cyclone fan as well. If I had to choose between the two. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we're gonna take a time out uh, here on the show. When we come back, um, she talked about Medicare uh, really well, and um, that's important because what we're gonna be talking about next is. The, the latest option the federal government has for managing people with pre-existing conditions. It's a federal risk pool, very similar to, to how Medicare is. And so we will uh, debate and, and, and analyze whether or not that makes sense. We'll be right back after this. Check out facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge for our page. And then check out the HKG Medicare Solutions page as well. They're putting out some really good stuff on Medicare if you'd like to learn more. We'll be right back. Soldiers passing by, listening to the wind of change. 